painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking. KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents Artbeat. Artbeat highlights the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for Artbeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today on Artbeat, we talk to local artist Lion Smith about his latest work, Driftless Sanctuary. The piece has been on display at public launch in downtown Winona. We talked to Lion about how beavers and the way they build were part of the inspiration for his piece. We also talk about where the piece might end up next. I'm Bill Stoneberg with Lion Smith on Artbeat. We're looking at photos here, and is this like inspiration over here with the beaver dance or the yeah, these beaver are, hut? Uh, this is the environment where this this sculpture was created. Cool. And it was inspired by, you know, piles of sticks that are built by uh, beavers and beaver, right. beaver huts. So is that a lot of the inspiration that come from just like, you know, the way beavers alter things and change things in the way we do? And Well, it's just kind of the, you know, the way that I, I, I'm creative these days is by observing nature and kind of building sculptures out of it. You know? Right. Like using it to, to make things like this, like this big found <laughs> object sculpture. It is awesome. And, and it, it's basically just creating a, an environment that that people can enjoy and can walk through, and you know they can, you know, it just creates kind of a, a feeling of nature inside kind of an urban environment. Uh huh. Right. You know what I'm saying. Right. Totally. So, you know, I, I read in the description of the event like uh, that you used like beaver architecture, like the way they, you know, build their huts and stuff, like. Mm-hmm. So is that kind of how you built this, just by observing what they build? Or? Yeah, it's my interpretation of, okay. of seeing a beaver house. And okay. The main interest for me was just creating kind of the inside environment where people could, could go in. So we're inside the sculpture now here. So right. can, I, like, I like the idea of just like walking into it, an environment, yeah. and it, gives, you know, it just gives you a nice feeling. It's fun to build things like this in nature, uh-huh. kind of the, almost replicate nature from the material of nature and from the, you know the floods and what it washes in and what the right. beavers chew on and what they eat and they're, you know, like they're the leftovers basically. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> another thing I read that was like the, a lot of the wood is wood that beavers actually kind of yeah. uh, chewed up and yeah, see that? You know, a lot of this stuff is, and a lot oh, of wow. it is driftwood, but, you know, everything that's got these marks on it, uh-huh. and I look at these as, you know, Pieces of artwork, pieces of yeah. natural artwork. And this is a kind of a piece that I hung up on the wall. You know, look at it as, as a sculpture, like a sculpture made in nature. Right, right. And, I, and I'm basically a sculptor and a carver. Like, I like to carve wood and stuff, too. So I'm kind of like, you know, working with these guys. I'm, I'm, oh, cool. I'm it's like a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, like we're, we're learning from each other. Yeah. Kinda, you know, it's kind of oh, interesting. Wow. That piece hanging oh, wow. on the wall That's there. all chewed on by beavers. Yeah, that's, too, all, right? that's all chewed up by beaver. And it's, you know, you get it on a wall and it looks beautiful. I yeah. Think. Yeah, totally. Like you said, it's like bringing nature inside, you know? Yeah, so basically it's just me having fun, you know? Uh Kind of getting out into nature and working with materials that are, you know, available to anybody and just like being creative with it. Right. And making something. Cool. Well, you know, and I also kind of heard that uh, you had a little issue with Mother Nature while you were building this, something like the the floodwaters or something? Yeah, the floods. The floods came in. You know, I started building this sculpture probably about a year ago, actually, late August. And I was gathering materials, and I built, you know, that's one of the really early, see that photograph over there? That's a really early version of it, and that's where we built the first incarnation of this this sculpture. 
and uh, that was built in, you know, August, I think. I started August, and it was built all through the winter. Okay. And I would gather materials and kind of find stuff. <clears throat> and then there was a big flood last fall. It didn't really, you know, it came up to, you know, maybe like two or three feet from the bottom of the sculpture here. And then, you know, we got tons of snow and tons of rain and, you know, the winter and the spring and the water came up you know last March or something and, and, and basically just like came up and washed the whole thing away oh wow <laughs> wow so did you like did you find pieces of it or did you just start yeah. over it yeah I did it was uh you know this little spot here is kind of in the backwaters there like you know typically it's dry land but when right. there's a flood it can go 10 to 12 feet above the ground so basically, it washed that whole thing, and, and the current kind of took it. It got hung up on a bunch of trees, so I could see oh, it. And okay. it, it, like I had pieces of it kind of put together with like you know, deck screws and stuff. And I was kind of just right. building it out of whatever was you know cordless drill and whatnot, uh -huh. just having fun out there. So it was kind of you know it was all wrecked and messed up, and it was you know it floated maybe like 50 yards down downstream, but I could see it. And I had a canoe, and I uh, would canoe out there and pick up the pieces, just load them oh, into the wow. canoe. So was it meant to be like um, moved and taken apart to like bring into a gallery like this or sure. to take it down and move it around? Sure. So like when you do that, does it change? It changed a lot. But so yeah. that was part totally, of the... It's totally different. So it evolves. It evolves, yeah. This is, this is actually, let's see, one, two, this is the third, the third version of this sculpture. Oh, cool. Where's yeah. it, where has it been before this? Well, it was out there at the Swamp House. That's called the Swamp House. Okay. And I built it out there originally, and then it washed away, right. and then I had to go get it in a canoe and haul it back and throw it in my truck and drive it down here to the back of this building. Right. And I got a little studio in the back here. Oh, nice. And I, uh, you know, I got the biggest pieces and kind of built the structure of it in, uh -huh. in the back. You know, there was another art show up here, so I had to wait to actually install it. So, so basically, I just, like, brought all this material down here and stored it in the back of this building. Okay. And then when it was my turn to have a show, a friend of mine named Steve... And I helped me, he's a really good friend of mine that helped me kind of bring all this stuff in here. Mm -hmm. And he kind of like assisted me building this thing. Nice. Yeah, so cool. he was kind of like my, my uh, sculpture assistant. Nice. So it's almost like a group effort. Sure. And he helped me gather a lot of materials. And he's kind of a, you know, he's gathered quite, quite a few materials here and donated them to me as well. Oh, So cool. I want to give him some credit for that as well. Awesome. Yeah. And he's going to be here tonight telling a story. And he actually told a story for the opening as well. Okay, nice. He's a, cool, nice. he's a cool dude. So was that part of the intention, too, was to uh, have people gather in and, and around it and tell stories and stuff? Yeah, that was, that was the main, one of the main things. Not the main thing, but one of the main ideas was to create an environment for people to gather and tell stories and get together and kind of just communicate on a different, different level that, than you're right. normally communicating. You know, kind of almost like, like out here in nature and kind of uh -huh. bring that in here. And the whole beaver hut thing was kind of like, the inside of the, the hut is kind of their house and where they right. communicate. So just create just a different kind of a, a space that gives you a different feeling, which will let you communicate maybe differently. So that's kind of what the idea of this, of this sculpture is.
I love it, and I love the fact that you can go inside, you know? Yeah. But there's a huge connection to the river, it seems like, right? For sure. You know, I mean, for sure. is that where you get most of your inspiration from when you're working? Well, for this project, yes, for sure. But, okay. But, you know, I've done lots of different art projects. I'm inspired by lots of different things. But, you know, the river, obviously, is one of the things that will always inspire me. Right, living Cause, right cause now. Because I'm from here. I'm from Winona. I love the environment. I find it interesting to be able to create, create things from the environment. So the, the the thing for me is, is like, what do you do with something like this when you're done with it? Like, there's another show coming in here uh-huh. after this show. Do you have any plans to show anyone anywhere else or put it up somewhere permanent? Or? I would love I would love to be able to do that. I'm looking for a home for it, but I'm looking for a home for it. It'd be fun to show it in a big space somewhere. Or, you right. know. So the name Driftless Sanctuary, where'd you come up with that? Um, actually, Matt helped me with that one. Yeah? Matthew Fluharty, yeah. He's, a, he's the guy who runs this, this gallery here. And I was applying for a grant, and, and he read it for me, and we read it over. And uh, I, I think I had like a, a different, a different uh, name for it. I showed him this, this grant that I wrote, and he saw the title of it, and he's like, we were talking about like, I think actually it was Drift, Driftless Burrow, I think, was the first idea that I had for it. That was the original idea. And then we came up with, after, after Matt read the grant, we came up with this name, Driftless Sanctuary, to create kind of a space that's, that's like you can go into and it kind of creates kind of an interesting feeling, you know, kind of a sanctuary type feeling. Because it, it was built in this environment, which is like that, you know. So just trying to translate that into a... A public space right and it does put you in a different like feeling a different mindset when you walk into it you know that was one of the main the main uh, parts of this this project is is creating that that feeling where people people are interested in it for some reason you know it's just a pile of sticks really some people say that <laughs> but but it's like it creates a an environment where people like you will come down because they're interested in because it's because it's different it's right. something different that uh-huh. you haven't seen before well it's always fun like art that you can walk inside of and you know experience in it from different angles like that yeah there's this uh, an artist named richard sarah have you heard of richard sarah no. he's like he makes these huge metal like you know 30 40 feet tall metal sculptures that are just big sheets of metal that he bends that you can walk into these it's, almost, it's like rooms almost oh, like nice. huge huge and there's this place called the Dia Beacon which is in uh, Beacon New York and it's this old Nabisco cracker factory and it's just this one room that's huge like it's a, as big as a block a city block and there's like five of these Richard Serra sculptures that you can just walk into oh, wow. which is really interesting yeah. nice. So did you kind of draw inspiration from that kind of stuff? Just well, I, I like that kind of stuff, and right. you know, I suppose there is a little bit of 
inspiration from from him but you know it's a totally different different thing but you know creating that environment I think is mm -hmm. it's the same concept right. the environment where you can you can walk inside a, a Richard Serra sculpture and you, you'll feel you feel like you're maybe in a in, in southern Utah or something in the desert you know it's some kind of canyon or something right, right? Okay. so it's kind of interesting to create different environments where people can walk into it like just off the street and then you you can feel something, you know, you can feel like you're in a different place and you have a different type of feeling. Right, right. So that's part of it. And, and for me, it was trying to translate from what, what I feel out in, in nature with the, like the fire pits and the building little forts for the kids and, and the beaver houses kind of. Right. So it's kind of, you know, it's just, it's, it's an experiment really. I think it does that too, because when I walk inside it, that's what I feel like, you know, I mean, you know, if anyone spent any time in the river, you, you know, that's what it feels like. There's a lot of this around you. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's kind of just trying to put a little bit of order in, into some of the chaotic flood debris that floats in here, right. you know, and the beaver, beaver uh, sticks. So, like, if you could distill it down, what, would, what do you want people to take away and, like, get from, you know, being inside and experiencing it? I want people just to think outside the box, you know, and, like, instead of seeing a bunch of driftwood, like, actually seeing potential in something and you can create create artwork or create an environment or create you know a fire or whatever just use use what you got around around you nice and kind of uh you know just be creative with it and I, i've seen people in you know walking in the forest like sometimes there's people that make little sculptures out there and stuff cool uh -huh. so it's kind of like I, I see that you know people looking at this and, and they are thinking outside the box and they're kind of like letting their creativity flow Nice. That'd be cool. Kind of cool to see that being translated in different areas. People kind of like right. creating environments just in nature or wherever in your backyard or wherever you, wherever you are. Right. Kind of spreading that uh, that feeling and that uh, letting that evolve. Yeah. Yeah. Just seeing what happens. Like cool. this, it's just it's just you know it's a fun experiment for me. Lion, one more question for you. Um, so like, if someone wants to find out more about your art, did, um, do you have a uh, somewhere they can go online or anything like that? Or? Mm, I'm not really too big online right now. Okay. But if they want to get in, get in touch with me, they can check out the public launch, you know, a website or Facebook page and talk to the public launch guys, the art gallery people. Okay. So we'll just uh, keep an eye out for you and uh, watch the public launch. Thanks, Lion. Uh, thanks for uh, being with us tonight. All right. Thanks, Bill. Thanks again to Lion Smith for joining us today on Artbeat. To find out more about Lion's work or about Public Launch, just search Public Launch on Facebook. For more conversations on art, tune into Artbeat Tuesdays at 1230 right here on 89.5 KQAL. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've just heard from Winona artist Lion Smith on Artbeat. Artbeat is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us on the web at kqal.org. Is art an important part of your life? Find podcasts of Artbeat and all your favorite KQAL shows at kqal.org. Artbeat is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.